Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. Um, I wanted to start off this episode by just saying thank you. I have just been having so much fun doing this. I love hearing your feedback. I love talking with you guys and it has just been so much fun the last few weeks. Um, This is actually like the first episode that I'm recording almost in real time. Um, This episode will be going up tomorrow on Tuesday. Um, I haven't done that yet since uh, rebranding the podcast or like rebooting it or whatever. Um, Anyway, I had so much to say today and I am like, as soon as I sat down and like got everything set up, like my mind went blank. I went for a run this morning. Um, Yay me. (laughs) I told myself in the spring that I was going to sign up for a half marathon and I was like, oh, I can do it. Like I can already run like a decent amount of like distance without having like any running experience um, and decent for me. Like I can easily just go and do three mi- three miles. Um, but I am a very slow runner and it's so funny because on TikTok I see these videos of these girls talking about like being slow runners and they say their time and I'm like, oh shit, like I'm, I must be like turtle speed because I go really slow. But I have heard from other running TikTokers that you can definitely run too fast, but you can't run too slow. So I keep reminding myself of that. But anyway, all of that to say, I started training for the half marathon again, which the half marathon is in September, uh, the one in Chicago. I haven't actually like signed up for it yet. Like given the money and like, you know, got my name in there or whatever, but I have started training for it. I'm a little nervous because that is only three months away, but I freaking told myself that I was going to do this. So let's freaking do it. Anyway, I think that's why I'm kind of loopy all of a sudden. I think it kind of just hit me. I just had some electrolytes, which I have next to me here. I love the element ones. Um, the raspberry flavor is my jam. Um, And I just had some steak and broccoli and like, I think it's just finally hitting me because I went for a run this morning and now I'm tired. Um, So if I'm a little loopy today, my apologies, but yeah, I just wanted to say thanks for tuning in all the time. Like hearing your feedback has been, um, I don't want to say that it's unexpected because like, obviously, like I would hope that you guys enjoy if you're listening, but just hearing the feedback from you saying that like this is kind of like a best friend podcast and like you are enjoying it and also I love hearing where you listen to the podcast whether it's like in the car at work I think it's so funny that you guys listen to this at work (laughs) I would do the same thing um it just while you're cooking and whatever like that's exactly what I wanted this to be and just seeing it kind of like naturally go in the direction that I was hoping for just makes my heart so happy. So thank you for giving me all the feedback. If you are loving this um, podcast so far, I would love it if you give it a rating and review. I usually will put this at the end of the episodes, but um, I figured I would just start this off by saying how you can support the podcast because I have gotten a lot of questions, which is so sweet of you guys. I've gotten multiple questions asking how to support the podcast and where to listen and what's going to like benefit me the most. So I just want to say thanks for that too. That's just so kind. Um, Truthfully, I don't know where the best place to like listen is. So I would just listen however you want. Um, I have this posted on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And then I'm also posting this on YouTube. This is not going to be a video though. I have mentioned this already, but just as like a reminder, um, I'm just going to be posting the audio as a YouTube video. And then after a certain amount of time, I'm I'm guessing like 24 to 48 hours, I will put the video private. But if you still like, it'll still be accessible through the podcast tab and podcast playlist on my YouTube channel, because I know I have a lot of YouTube listeners, so I don't want to exclude you from it. But I'm also just, I, I, I'm not ready to do video yet. So that's just kind of how it's going to work. Um, I've had a couple of people ask me or say that they haven't been able to find the podcast on YouTube and that's just kind of why. So you you can still find it. Just click on the podcast playlist. Um, But if you want to give it a rating and review, you can rate it on both Spotify and Apple. And if you could leave a review, it would really support the show. So you, um, I think you can only do a review on Apple. You just scroll down and 
um, at the bottom where it shows like the ratings, there should be a button that says write a review. So I really appreciate it if you're enjoying it. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for leaving all of your messages to me. Like it, it really just means a lot. And if you listen to the last episode, I talked about at the very end, um, how I started a Brie and me podcast Instagram page. So it's just at Brie and me podcast on Instagram. And I've been having a lot of fun creating content over there. I know originally I said that I wasn't going to do that, (laughs) but here we are. Um, Anyway, the the idea for today's podcast episode was actually a recommendation from one of you guys, and it's uh, gonna be called like what what my twenties blah, 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 blah. what my twenties taught me. Why was I gonna say taught me? <laughs> what my twenties taught me? Uh, this episode is gonna be on what I learned in my twenties, and honestly, if I'm being honest, it's the stuff that I'm still learning. It's it's stuff that like yes, I've had like firsthand experience with, but like I'm continuing to have to like remind myself about because I don't think any of us just like learn something and then we've got it down pat. So this is just kind of like words of wisdom that I've been told or that I've seen on social media, stuff that's really resonated with me and stuff that I still like really need to like remember and remind myself of. So I thought that this would be a really good episode um, for anybody at any age, honestly. So let's get into it. I, I've wrote down like quite a few different like little nuggets of information and then I'll kind of just like give my two cents on it. So here we go. Okay. The first one I have on my list, risks are meant to be taken now. Do it, try it. What's there to lose? So I actually have a funny story. I think it was in was it in my health and wellness journey? Or maybe it was like the first episode of the rebrand of the podcast. I talked about how, um, I talked, or yeah, it was in the first episode because I mentioned like some of the things I learned from going to therapy. And like one of the things that I was talking about was that like, I love to know all of the information. I like to keep it safe. I don't like to take risks. And in my last therapy session, we were talking, um, and I mentioned how I had started the podcast and my therapist was saying how I'm a risk taker and it's actually a really good strength. It's a strength of mine. And I was like, really? That's interesting that you say that I'm a risk taker because I feel the opposite. And so she was like, well, explain to me, like, why do you think that you're not a risk taker? And so I was explaining scenarios and it turns out <laughs> all of the scenarios that I was talking about had to deal with driving and <laughs> I don't know why I hadn't like put that together, but she was like, no, that just sounds like you have some like driving anxiety where like I, I actually don't, I don't care to like, or it doesn't bother me to drive like anywhere nearby or anywhere close or anywhere that I've been before, but it's specifically driving downtown where I get like very anxious to the point where like, I just don't want to do it. She's like, that's very common, very common. And, and she mentioned how like with the podcast, how like that's a really big risk to take. And even just my job in general was like creating YouTube videos. It's a very big risk, especially when I started, which was 10 years ago, not very many people were doing it. So she was just, I don't know. It, it was just a really good um, thing to hear because I've always told myself that I don't take risks, especially because I like to know all of the information, whatever, whatever. Um, anyway, it was just kind of like a nice, uh, not mood booster. What's the word? It just kind of like boosted my confidence a little bit to be like, yeah, I can't, I do take risks and I've learned a lot from taking these risks. So I thought I would share this with you as a professional risk taker, (laughs) um, just to go for it, you know, take, you're not going to learn anything if you don't take the risk. If you keep it, if you play it safe, you're never going to know. So it's better to try it, fail, and then afterwards, say, say you try something and fail, at least you now know from experience. There's a quote from someone, gosh, let me find it. I follow Stoic Reflections on Instagram and they have a bunch of quotes from like very wise individuals. Let me find the quote that I am thinking of. Okay. I can't find this damn quote, but basically it was saying, don't fear failure because once you fail, you'll now be starting from a place of experience. So anyway, um, now I lost my train of thought because I just spent like five minutes trying to find a quote that I didn't find. And that's okay. All of that to say, there's a lot of beauty in taking risks. And 
I think if we just sit in our comfort zones, we get very um, bored. I feel like I've felt that especially recently, like I've just kind of gone through the motions of like what I feel like I'm supposed to do the last couple of years. And when I think, especially like just like in my career, and when I look back, I think, wow, like the first chunk of my career was way more exciting because I was trying a lot of new things. It was very new for me. It was new for even the industry, for anybody to be doing, to be doing any of that kind of stuff. So, um, And now I've just gone through the motions of like, okay, I'm doing what I know to do. This is what I've always done. And it's like, no, bitch, let's get out of our comfort zones. Let's try some new things. Let's do new things. And um, I specifically was talking with my therapist about this event that I got invited to downtown. And I was saying like, well, I feel like I'm not taking risks because like I am nervous to go because of driving. And she's like, well, if driving wasn't the issue would you still go? And I was like, oh, absolutely. She's like, so what I'm hearing is you're just, you know, you just have that driving anxiety. You're not nervous about going to the event, meeting new people, presenting yourself and showing up in that way. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess not. And so um, it just kind of like boosted my self-confidence and reassured me that like, taking risks like like technically that like going to event is going to that event is kind of risky or just like a new thing and out of my comfort zone so um I just wanted to share that with you because I feel like a lot of us and even it's just like natural to want to stay in our comfort zones so I encourage you to take risks whatever that may be um so that's the first one on my list is just to take risks and don't wait don't wait to take them do it now okay the next one People will do things that will hurt you. Sometimes it's personal and sometimes it isn't. You can control how you react to it and that's what's the most important. I, a lot of times, I don't know, I feel like it's easy just to take things very personally or to think that like someone did something intentionally. Sometimes that is the case, but sometimes it isn't. And honestly, I think if we just, uh, if we remember that people most people are just like doing things and thinking about themselves. Um, A lot of us are just selfish. I would say all of us are to a certain extent. Um, And just not to take things so personally. Obviously, there are some times that like it is very personal and someone is like directly trying to like come at you for something or you know what I mean, whatever they're doing is hurtful and it is intentional. But I feel like most of the time, um, shit just happens and it just is what it is. And it's up to us to deal with it in a way that's not going to hurt us more. Um, man, you know what? I should have prepared for this and wrote down all of the quotes (laughs) because I was just thinking of another quote that was about like, it only hurts if you allow it to kind of thing. And that is so true. It's, you know, when people talk about like superpowers that they wish they had, I would never, ever want to have the superpower where you can hear people's thoughts. Because if I'm sitting in a room with five people and they're all thinking something about me and I don't know what it is that they're thinking about, that is in no way going to affect me at all. But as soon as I know, then of course it's going to affect me. So it's about like, almost like that ignorance is bliss. And once you do know this information, almost just continuing to like not make it a reality. Don't make that that thought a reality. But yeah, I've, I've experienced this too in friendships where people have done stuff that does hurt me and does hurt my feelings. But now that like I've taken space and now that I've had some distance from these friendships and from these situations, I can look at it from a different lens and see, oh, you know what? They're probably just focused on themselves and that's okay. Did it hurt me? Sure. But it is what it is. You know, I can't just like sit here and like linger on those thoughts and feelings. Like I have to move on and live my life because otherwise that's just going to drag me down and it's not their fault that I keep lingering on it, you know? Okay. This next one kind of like connects to that other one, which is people see you as they are and not as you are. And I think that one is, it's just so true. And I know we've all heard this before, but it's like, I've especially seen this in 
friends of mine or like past friends of mine that like we're no longer friends say there's a situation where I do something and this other person takes it against them when in reality it was a very innocent action or innocent inaction and that person is taking it personally they are seeing the situation as a negative thing because they're in a negative mindset when whatever it was that I did was very neutral I think it's very interesting how we can have these different lenses I mean it's like the half uh, the glass is half full or the glass is half empty type of thing if you constantly are, are looking through the world through a lens and thinking everything is so negative, then everything will be negative. But if you just change your glasses to a different lens and you can see the beauty in everything, then you are going to have a beautiful life. And I think that when we have experiences and interactions with people that turn out to be so negative and so icky and like leave us with this feeling of like, what the heck just happened? Why did why did that person go in that direction? I think a way that we can deal with those feelings is just to remember this right here is that people see us as they are and not as we are just because they have such a negative mindset and such a negative outlook on life doesn't change who we are as a person because we we know who we are and it we can only impact other people so much if they're not willing to change their glasses, change the lenses that they're using to look at life. So um, that one's a hard one to remember because sometimes, especially as a people pleaser, it's hard to understand that and it's hard to just remember that. But I think that one's a good one. And I know it's a good reminder. I know we've all heard that one before. Um, All of these are just blending together here. The next one is friends will come and go. Some are there for a reason, some for a season, and some for a lifetime, and that's okay. I, in the last, let's see here, let me count. So in the last three years, I have lost, I would say, two of my best friends. I'm also very open-minded, like I'm not cutting ties, like we will never be friends again. I just don't have that personality, like I'm open to whatever, but you know, looking back at the friendships, I don't have any bad blood of like, fuck that bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's very just, I'm I'm happy for the friendship for what it was. But like, um, I watched this YouTube video from Katie Morton, who is a psychologist, and it was about losing friendships. And she had gone through a very similar scenario where she had lost like three friendships within like a very short amount of time. And that video was so eye opening for me because she was explaining how all of the friendships that she had that she was losing were friendships that she made like in high school or early 20s. And it was before she had like gone through therapy herself and had grown up herself. And it was in a almost like an unhealed phase that she had like met these friends. And also she was at an age where like she was allowing behavior to happen and had allowed that behavior to continue happen throughout the friendship. And so then as soon as she started setting these boundaries, it wasn't okay with those friends. And that is basically what I have experienced in the friendships that I have lost is these are friendships from that began 15 years ago or from when I was a baby, like friends that I had my whole life that I'm only recently learning how to set boundaries. I'm only recently learning that I have been letting people walk all over me and not knowing it, not realizing it. Or maybe I did realize, but I was okay with it because I wanted to please people and make people happy, even if it meant that I was getting screwed over. So now that I am like finally like putting these boundaries in place and being like, hey, no, I'm not okay with this. This is where I draw the line. And those friends not being okay with that or saying I'm a bitch for creating a boundary. It's happening because when we've been friends for all of this time and I've allowed this to happen for years and years and years and years, that now they're uncomfortable with the fact that I'm saying no, I'm not okay with this. And I think that you know, as soon as you realize that like your boundaries are being disrespected and you are just being disrespected in general, 
um, I think it's okay to end a friendship. I think that that's, you know, you have to have some self-respect in that way. It's not to say that that person is a horrible person or they meant any ill will towards you. They're just used to this certain behavior that you're no longer going to accept anymore. So when I share all of this to say like those friends that I've lost, I'm open to being friends with them still. Um, but it's from 31 year old me and not 15 year old me. I'm a different person than back then. I'm not going to allow these things to happen anymore. So if you want to be my friend, I'm down to be your friend, but we need to have these, you know, boundaries in place. Um, I think too, you know, I'm also okay if we like never be friends again because it was a beautiful friendship while it was there and I can honor that friendship for what it was. Um, But now I actually like, it was funny when the most recent friend that I like have lost contact with, um, I will always love her and I'm thankful for the friendship that we had. But it was like once we kind of like stopped talking, I felt this breath of fresh air and this weight off of my shoulders because now it's like, wow, I have this space and this place for a new potential friend to come in. And I've got more time for more friends and um, friends that are more like me, friends that are more like-minded, friends that aren't going to um, drain my energy with their constant negativity. Like, I think, you know, another quote is um, you're like the average of like the three or five people that you spend your most time with. And I think that's so important. If you are constantly hanging around somebody or a group of people that are so negative that all they do is bitch about their life or bitch about whatever, and like they're not going to do anything about it, they're just going to sit and sulk in that negativity and then put it on you at like then that's going to become you. You're going to become more like that. If you don't like that, then you need to give some distance to that. And I find that just so common, especially women our age. And I also feel like there is a place for being able to confide in friends and, and vent and have that time in that place. And maybe it's even for a season. Maybe it's for a couple months. Maybe it's for like a, a year. Who knows? And every friendship is different. Every person is different. But if that becomes their main personality trait and their main quality, just maybe take a second look and realize, wow, this is what I'm surrounding myself with. Is this what I want? Is this who I want to be? And then, you know, you can go from there. But uh, the quote that says, you know, friends are here for a reason, a season, and some for a lifetime. I think that's such a beautiful quote because if friendships do end, you can then look at it from the different lens of like, wow, what a beautiful friendship. That served me for that time and now it doesn't anymore and that's okay. I think that's another thing that I've learned in therapy is like, um, specifically about coping mechanisms. My therapist will say things like, hey, that served you then. If and maybe it's not serving you now and that's okay. And it's like, this may be like a horrible coping mechanism that I have that I'm still doing, but she's made, she's helped me see it in a way where it was like, wow, that actually helped me survive at a time. But now I've grown. I'm at a different place now. It's not serving me anymore. So maybe we change this coping mechanism and try not to do that that way anymore. It's like almost like retraining your brain to see it in such a positive way. So yeah. Anyway, next one, make the mistakes. You'll now be at a place of knowledge. I think that the, I already kind of touched on that. Yeah, I talked that I touched on that when I talked about um, taking risks. Okay. Ooh, this one is kind of random, but it it has really helped make me who I am today. So, um, travel alone. Uh, you will you will learn so much about yourself in the process. I cannot stress this one enough. So I have a fun story. Back in 2015, I had a job opportunity that was going to make it so that I moved out to LA by myself and I was going to be creating videos. I <laughs> I was so nervous. At that time in my life, I had never flown on a flight on a plane by myself. I haven't at that time I hadn't gone anywhere by myself. I was very introverted. I had never gone to any like brand event or anything at all. I feel like I was just still very like in my little cocoon, like in my little world. Um, 
And I had gotten this job opportunity. And of course, I was just like, hell yeah, I'm going to do this. Are you kidding me? So I got on this flight by myself, flew to LA. And as soon as I landed, um, I'm like walking around Santa Monica by myself. And I couldn't, I couldn't help but feel this empty feeling like just, it was just not right. And Ruben called me and he was like, Hey, how's it going? And I just started bawling my eyes out walking. Um, there's a mall like right next to Santa Monica. It's like this outdoor mall. And I was just crying in public on the phone. I'm like, let me call you once I get into my hotel room. And I was like, I don't know why I'm crying and why I don't want to be here, but this just, something is wrong. Like I just, I don't, I don't want to be here. And I, I explained this to like multiple people at the time. And it was just hard, I think, for people to understand. Cause like, why are you being a little baby? Why are you crying? You have the opportunity of a lifetime and it just didn't feel right. Um, and then the brand, the company just like never ended up uh, following through. They kind of just like ghosted me, honestly, which whatever. Um, it all worked out for a reason because I, looking back, I don't think I would have been happy there. And at the time, if they would have followed through with the job offer, I would have said yes. And I would have done it even knowing like how I felt when I was there. Um, but that whole experience, it was such a negative experience that it made any other job opportunity seem so much better, which you would think that something like that would taint my future experiences. But I had other job op- offers. I had other job opportunities that weren't like moving opportunities, but they were like photo shoots or video shoots or events that I got flown out to that then it was like, oh, no big deal. I'm not going to be moving here. I think that's what it was. It was like that first initial trip was um, basically like a, I hope you like it here because you're going to be moving you know, and like, you're going to be uprooting your whole life and moving. And so I think that's why it just felt so off. I think if it was just to go to LA to like do whatever, it wouldn't have, I wouldn't have felt like all this pressure or something. I don't know. But from then on, I had the confidence to then go on planes by myself, to book flights myself, to book hotels, to go and do all these things. And when I look back at that time of my life, because it's been very like non-existent since 2020, um, my last trip was actually one month before lockdown. Um, and when I look back, it's like, wow, I really miss doing that, traveling alone, really changed a lot about me. Um, I eventually got so confident. It was like no big deal. I did it all the time. I think I traveled like four or five times a year. I would go to LA or New York multiple times, even though like I missed Ruben and I missed my family and I missed my routine, especially as somebody who is very like routine oriented and I like a system and all that, even though that is very true for me, it was like doing this made me feel so independent and really boosted my confidence. And I feel like really made me who I am today because now if I go on a trip, it's like, okay, I got this. I can do this. And I think that there's something to that. And now I'm realizing too, I just like really miss that because I haven't traveled much at all. I think since 2020, I've only gone on one trip and it was for my bachelorette party. Oh, wait, no. I also went to New Orleans last year. Anyway, um, I feel like it really stands out just how that has really made me who I am in a way, not made me who I am. That's a little dramatic, but like I've learned a lot from that and it has made me feel more independent and had like made me feel um, like I grew up a little bit in that process. Um, I went with someone somewhere. I'm not going to say who and I'm not going to say where, but this person and also you don't know them, but this person was so anxious on the on the plane. And um, but also this person was anxious at every aspect of everything because they've only been on a plane one time and I really had to like guide them through the experience and through the process and everything and it just showed me how wow years ago I was very similar to that maybe not so anxious but I was so unsure and so scared and nervous of like doing the new thing and it just showed me how doing 
those things and traveling by myself specifically uh, really helped me just like learn more about myself and like made me not scared to like go to a restaurant by myself. Like I will never forget going to the Standard Hotel in New York and downstairs there's a restaurant. I forgot the name of it, but I got a burger and I just was sitting there by myself eating this burger. I wasn't listening to anything in my AirPods. I just was there alone in silence with like this packed diner and just... And I remember like, I think this old man asked me like, oh, like you just dining by yourself. I'm like, yep, yes, I am. And I just, I don't know. I like look back and I, I think back and I remember that feeling. And like, even though I missed family and missed being home because I love being home, it just brings back good memories. And so I really encourage you to do it by yourself. Even if you start by just like going out to eat at home, like somewhere nearby alone, you know, doing the things alone are good. Um, especially like that way you don't have to rely on anybody else to do it with you. Book the trip by yourself. And if you tell people, yeah, I'm going, feel free to join me or not, whatever. And then go by yourself. Okay. And this just, all of these just blend right together. The next one is step, step out of your comfort zone and do the things that scare you. Yeah. That's basically what I was just saying. So in parentheses, I have like different like brand deals and like social media type events. Um, When I think back to that first trip I took and just how I felt, I just felt like, who am I to even be here? Also, why am I so sad to be here? Like it really helped jumpstart me into taking the risks, um, trying new things and getting out of my comfort zone. So from after that trip, I wasn't as afraid to take different opportunities. And I remember um, then years later in 2019, so now this is four years later, I got invited on my first brand trip, which was to Snoqualmie, Washington with Kiehl's. And I remember going on that trip and just being so carefree and being like, I can't wait to meet people. And if no one's nice to me, that's okay. Cause I, at the time I had heard of people going on brand trips and people being mean and stuff. So I was kind of nervous to meet people, but I just had the best time. And I couldn't even tell you if anybody was mean to me. I don't think anybody was, but even if they were, it probably wouldn't have phased me. Cause I was just in such a carefree bubble that I was just there to have fun and learn and like meet the brand and like be in Washington, which is such a beautiful state. I never would have had such an amazing time if I would have stayed in my comfort zone because staying in my comfort zone is not leaving my house <laughs> and not meeting new people, especially as an introvert. Um, which I have learned, I believe that I'm an extroverted introvert. Like I can meet people and have conversations and like be outgoing, but then I need a nap afterwards, basically. Like I can't wait to go home. But even just like with going to the gym, if like I used to have like gym, and let me just say, I still have gym anxiety, but like where I don't know, like what, let me think of some new things. So like trying kickboxing, I was so scared to try kickboxing. Number one, I was scared to hurt myself. And guess what? I ended up hurting myself twice, but I was scared to try the new thing. It's, it's scary. Just, just trying out like a new sport or thinking that other people are going to be judging me for it. I think that's where we need to like cut that off right there is that no one's actually thinking about you. No one's thinking about us. Everyone's just so concerned with themselves. Um, But yeah, like I tried kickboxing a couple years ago and I was so scared to try it. And I'm so glad that I did because I had so much fun. I feel like once we step out of our comfort zones, that's where the beauty is. Because most things, when I think about them, most things that I'm like so happy about and had the best experiences are things where I did step out of my comfort zone. That trip where I went to Washington, that was out of my comfort zone. One of my, one of the best experiences. Um, the kickboxing. I went to yoga. I've had like the best time at yoga. I recently signed up for ballet classes again as an adult. I went one time. I'm going tomorrow again and I can't wait. It's very uncomfortable. I'm not the best. And I'm going to have so much fun because it's uncomfortable. If you sit in your comfort zone, 
yeah, this is it's going to be so boring. It's going to be so boring sitting and doing the same thing all the time only. And that's coming from someone who likes routine and likes structure and likes to control things. There's something about getting out of that and doing something that scares you that really helps you grow and become more of who you are or who you want to be. That sounded so inspirational. Um, okay, what's next? Ooh, this one's hard. And it kind of refers back to like the friendship thing. But people pleasing doesn't serve you. Don't let people walk all over you just because you let them set boundaries. This is a hard one. It's one that I have to continue to remind myself of. And it's the main reason why I lost some big friendships. And, you know, you can't. Um, uh, people pleasing is so difficult and I realized a lot of it has to deal with the controlling part of me is that if I, if I make sure that this person is happy, if I make sure that they are content with me and the situation, then I can control how the situation goes. It's like, I can control the atmosphere. I can control a friendship based on how happy that friend is, even if it's at the detriment of my happiness. And I think that sometimes like being like the cool, chill, whatever you want kind of person, it unintentionally makes it so that people know that you're just like easygoing and and it's okay to be easygoing. But if it's to the point where you genuinely are not enjoying yourself and you're not happy and you're only doing things because other people want to do them and you're just satisfied because it's easier to just go with the flow than to speak up and say what you truly feel, I think that's when we need to look inwards and be like, hey, this isn't healthy because you're going to build resentment and you're going to snap at some point. Um And if you don't, then you're just going to be miserable. Uh, Friendships, relationships, any sort of interactions, like things need to be fair. And it's not okay to let people walk all over you. And when you put your foot down and you set the boundary, you need to stand firm in that boundary. At least that's what I've learned. I, um, one of the friends that I lost recently, not lost, that sounds like they died. They didn't die. They're still alive. Um, But one of the friendships that, um, I don't have anymore mainly was like a boundary that I set in place and they were uncomfortable with the fact that I had set a boundary and they had treated me in a certain way our whole friendship our whole friendship and as soon as I met them with the same energy they were not okay with the fact that I had set a boundary and was not okay with being treated a certain way anymore and if that means we have to cut ties if that means we're no longer friends. It is what it is. And I feel like what's been so crazy about that whole experience is that I am now at a place where like it like the day that it happened, the day that we stopped being friends, I wasn't sad. Like I didn't even cry over this friendship because I felt free from the hold of like just where I was in the friendship, you know, if you actually voice your opinions and your feelings, that's scary. As someone who wants to like control things, that's scary because it's, you don't know how that person is going to react. So then when I did voice opinions with this friend and they reacted, oh, in such a way that I took me off fucking guard. Let me tell you. Um, it is what it is though. It happened the way that it was supposed to happen. And, um, unfortunately it became the end of a friendship, but I think I can look at it and be like, oh, me setting this boundary and not people pleasing anymore. Even though I lost this friend, even though this friendship is no longer just the, the feeling and the peace that I feel kind of confirms that like this was the right thing to do. But yeah, don't don't let people walk all over you. That's not a true friend. This one's kind of stupid. <laughs> this one's kind of cheesy, but um, don't get a stupid store credit card and rack up debt. Um, when I was 19 years old, I started working at Pink by Victoria's Secret and I got a store credit card. Um, I didn't really exactly understand that it was a credit card. I just kind of got it because at the time they, when I worked there, they really pushed you to get customers to get 
the Victoria's Secret credit card. And also when you worked there, you had to wear the pink sweatpants and yoga pants and all of that. Like that was part of your requirement. You would get like, I think like two things, um, every now and then I forgot how frequent it was, but you would get stuff for free, but very rare, but you were expected to come decked out in relevant pink merchandise, um, pink, the brand, not the color. And like, so if I had stuff from that was like a couple years old, you couldn't wear that anymore because people can't buy it. it had to be like somewhat relevant. Um, so I just bought clothes and I put it on the credit card and I had, a lot of debt from that. So don't do that. <laughs> don't get debt from like a store credit card, especially clothing. Just don't do it. So that one's kind of a lighthearted, cheesy one. But if that's something I could tell my 19 year old self to not do, that would be one of them. And that leads me to don't buy stupid shit to impress people that you don't even like. Live with less and only buy what you can afford. I think that was something that, and that's something that I still have to remind myself of, but at like the older and older I get, the more like that just becomes second nature to me. I only buy things that I personally like and I love, and it doesn't matter what other people think. Um, for instance, a couple years ago, I bought uh, a new car. Well, it wasn't brand new, it was used, but. I bought a car and I, it was a major upgrade from my Pontiac G6 that barely ran. That was very dangerous right, driving that car. And I, when I got the car that I have now, which is a major upgrade and super nice, genuinely, I bought it for myself. And there was a time where I planned on leasing a vehicle because I wanted a brand new one. And I knew that it was slightly off and I'm glad that I didn't do it. And it was mainly because I wanted to look a certain way. I wanted to have a brand new one that people would look and be like, oh, she's got a brand new Mercedes or whatever. And I had to check in with myself and be like, bitch, you only want this brand new freaking car because it's going to make you look a certain way. Get the one that you genuinely love. And that will genuinely make you happy regardless of anybody knew what kind of car you drive. So um, I still ended up getting like a fancier car, but the longer I have this car, the more I'm just like so connected to it that like Ruben and I will talk about like different cars in the future. And like eventually whenever we start growing our family, um, I'll probably want like an SUV or something, but I just want to keep this car because it was like my first like boss bitch purchase that like made me feel special. And it literally has nothing to do with anybody else. And like even whatever we end up getting in the future, I feel like I, I don't and I don't know why I'm talking about cars so much, but I think it's that's one of the things that like people will get that like is flashy or, you know, is dependent on like other people's opinions. But just I don't know. I feel like even when we built our house, um, we paid for it as we went. And so as we had money, we paid for drywall. As we had money, we'd pay for paint. As we had money, we'd pay for the appliances. And it was a very slow process. And a lot of people made digs at us. Actually, one of the friends that I was talking about in the past um, that I like am no longer friends with, her fiance came over and looked at the house and he just like made digs about like how long it had taken to build the house. And I was like, oh, yeah, like we're we were walking through the house. And I said, yeah, like the stairs, they're not done yet. Um, and he'd be like, they're not done yet. And you've been working on this for five years. It's like, who the fuck are you to be talking about how long it took us to build this house? First of all, we didn't have any debt going into doing this. Like we went and paid for it as we went. And it's just so funny how like that to me shows an insecurity on his part to have something to say about our home. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, like during the process of building our home, I would get a little jealous of other people that had like huge, beautiful homes when we were spending all of our money on this home and it was really small. I don't feel that way anymore, but that was something that I felt towards the beginning and like through the process of being like, 
what the fuck does that matter? What does it matter what other people have? And what does it matter what they think about me? I love what we're making here. I love what we've decided. I love how we have gone about it. It's only when we start to compare ourselves to other people that we change our minds about that. So don't buy stupid shit only to impress other people because you don't even like those people. Think about it. You probably have a circle of like five people that you genuinely like. If that, who cares about everybody else? The next one I have on my list is to spend time with your parents and your grandparents and your siblings. Take the break from work. It will be there when you get back. This is something that I always have to remind myself of as well. Um, and the last two years, I've done a lot better at this. But um, one thing I just like really don't talk much about is family. Um I have one sibling that I just have zero contact with. I have another sibling that I did have zero contact with for a very long time that now we talk all the time. And then the other thing too, over the last couple of years, my mom has had like a lot of health problems and my dad has had health problems. I lost both of my grandparents a couple of years ago and they had Alzheimer's and dementia and just... You know, I th- when I think back, especially about my grandpa, I think about how like, damn, I wish that I spent more time with him and I wish that I knew him now because I feel like I would have so much more in common with him now. I would have so much to talk about. My grandpa um, immigrated here from the Netherlands and he actually hid um notes in his socks during World War II and he would hide them from the Nazis and he fought in the war and then he came here by boat to Ellis Island. His name is at Ellis Island. He came here with only a couple dollars in his pocket and built a business that is very profitable and like it's just so inspiring. And when you're in middle school, you don't think about that as inspiring. You don't even think, you know, you're only thinking about yourself. The majority of my relationship with my grandpa was when I was in like a kid in grade school. And then by the time I got to high school is when his decline started to happen, his mental decline started to happen. So we didn't have a very close relationship. And, you know, I think back and I wish that like I knew then what I know now so that I could have like deeper conversations with him, especially just like from him building his business from scratch. Like that's just so inspiring and everything that he did in the war, like it's very inspiring. And, you know, I think about like, you know, when you're a teenager and you don't want anything to do with your parents, you just want to live your life. And now I'm like, I want to spend as much time with my parents as possible because I'm getting older, they're getting older. You know, you don't want to look back and think, I wish I spent more time with them. And honestly, now that I say that, I feel like you're going to want, you're going to think that anyways. No one's ever going to be like, I spent the right amount of time. (laughs) I spent enough time with them. So you won't regret it. You really won't regret spending time with them. And I get, well, I say that and I'm now I'm retreating because I get that everybody has different relationships with their parents. And I'm very thankful to have a good relationship with my parents. Now, there was a time where we didn't. Um... And now we're very close and I'm very close with Ruben's parents as well. Um, the relationships that I have with the siblings that I speak to is very good and I try to spend as much time with them as possible. But um, yeah, I can't say it enough to spend time with your loved ones because truly that is like the most important thing. And that's something that I regret in life is not having a closer relationship with my grandparents. And um, yeah, yeah that's kind of a sad one, but it's important. Okay. This next one is take care of your body. Um, so funny inside joke. Um, Ruben and I talk to each other in our dog voice. So we basically talk to each other via pretzel. (laughs) And as soon as I do this voice on this podcast, I'm going to instantly regret it. And also pretzel is probably going to wake up from her nap and think that I'm talking to her. So do you remember that TikTok where it's like, Oh, if I'm talking about my dog, she doesn't know. I left her talking like this. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen that TikTok, then you probably think I'm crazy. That's fine. Um, but that's basically how this like dog voice goes for us. So anyways, um, I'm always like trying to motivate Ruben to eat healthy with me. 
So I started this thing where I say, take care of your body. But do I say it like that? Absolutely not. I say it in the dog voice and I go, take care of your body. (laughs) So now it's a thing at any point when like one of us is eating junk food or or if I go to the gym, I'm like, okay, your mom's got to go take care of the body. (laughs) So that's uh, kind of a funny inside joke. We say it all the time. Um, and, but it's true. So now we're going to get serious with it. Take care of your damn body. Um, I trashed my body for so long, for so many years. It wasn't until I was like 26 that I, 27, where I really started to actually take care of my body. And if you take care of your body, it will take care of your mind and you will have a better life. And that, that is just what it is. Um, anytime that I am just like not taking care of myself in that way everything else seems to go to shit so when you take care of your body you're taking care of your mind and by taking care of your mind you're taking care of the people around you and it's so important to have a long healthy life and I think that that is going to look different for everybody I'm not here to promote a certain diet I'm not here to like shove anything down your throat but moving your body every day and eating healthy and and taking care of it, washing it, like all, you know, (laughs) I know it sounds weird, but like taking care of yourself is so important. So take care of your body. Uh, Another lighthearted one, don't bleach your hair off. It does not look better. Um, I say that from a a place of very bleached hair right now, Um, but I've gotten to a point where I do not have the blonde orexia. I think that's what they call it um it's basically where like you can't be blonde enough (laughs) I had that for so long my hair was literally white and cracking off and I was like it's not blonde enough I see yellow um I'm better now (laughs) and I now don't bleach my hair as much as I used to I you guys I used to go every six weeks and get a full head of bleach a full head of bleach and wonder why my hair wasn't growing for whatever reason I've just always had this thing with my hair and now I've like feel so free from it um I took my extensions out at the beginning of the year because that was another thing I would get extensions in every time I'd get my hair done it was so expensive and it was like I just didn't feel pretty unless I had long bright blonde hair And then one day I just randomly was like, why am I doing this? This is stupid. And I went and got my hair extensions out and I feel so free. I can't believe I went so long. So like my whole adult life with wanting hair extensions. But yeah, don't bleach your hair to oblivion. Don't. I don't care who you are. Just don't do it. Um, Your hair looks better without doing that. And here I am still bleaching my hair. It's just not as much as it used to be. I'm doing it in a healthy way now. I'm better now. (laughs) But like, honestly, if you were to tell me I could have bleach blonde hair, but it's going to fall off or tell me, no, you have to have your natural hair color and it's not going to fall off. That's what I would pick. But if you asked me that a few years ago, I would have picked the bleach hair with it falling off clearly because that's what I did. Oh, this next one is so hard. Talk kinder to yourself and I'm like, this is truly going to be like a work in progress, probably the rest of my life. Um, But yeah, talk kinder to your talk kinder to yourself. There's no reason to beat ourselves up. There's so much pressure on us as it is in life. Um, We don't need to be adding extra pressure to ourselves. And I don't really have the answer on how to do it. Um, But it's just a reminder to talk kinder to ourselves. Oh, this is another hard one that I don't really know. I don't have the answer for. It's something that I know is true, but I don't know how to get there. Um, And that is your worth is not based on your success. I was listening to a podcast from, do you guys remember Samantha Ravendahl and her friend Alyssa's podcast, Approachable? They don't do it anymore. But one of them was talking about, um, one of the episodes that I was listening to was talking about this and Samantha was saying how like at the time this was years ago but um at the time she was saying how like yeah like I find a lot of my worth is in like my success on YouTube and if it all were to go to go away then if I woke up the next morning and didn't have it all I do think that people would look at me differently and I put a lot of my worth in that success so if it went away I don't know how I would feel I wouldn't feel um successful and I just 
it hit so close to home for me because that's how I feel too. It's like I eventually had this success with my videos. And um, last year when the collaboration that I was working on fell through and it wasn't going to happen anymore. After that, I felt like, (laughs) this is so dramatic. I felt like my career was over. (laughs) I'm laughing now because I know it's not true. But that's, it really felt that way for me. Um, And I know that there's, I, I feel like anytime I have anything to say about myself that's like less than pleasant, people are like, there's real things going on, poor you. I So I feel the need to preface this with, I know there's more things going on in the world. <laughs> Anyways, um, at the time, it that is how it felt for me. It felt like, and tr- if I'm being honest, it still feels like I've already peaked. Like in my YouTube career, I feel like I've already did the cool things. And in my head, like I truly feel like well, I already did them. And now I'm just kind of coasting along. Like won't be doing that again. That's like truly how it feels. Um and it does feel like, well, if I don't have this, then what? And I think something that really has helped me is um, focusing on hobbies and, and doing things outside of work that um, bring me joy. But yeah, I know, I know that my worth is not in success and your worth is not in your success. But it's hard not to feel that way. I know being closer to God and in my faith will also help with that. Um, because I know that I'm here for a bigger purpose. I know that. But it is hard to like separate yourself. It's, it is it is hard to separate myself from that. But that is a good reminder. If you've got any tips for that, please share them on the Instagram page because... That one is a hard one, but I know it's true, so I'm sharing it, that your worth is not based on your success. All right, we've only got two more here. The next one is to ask for help when you need it. No need to do everything just because you can. Ugh, this is another one that I um, need help with, but just asking for help. Just ask for help. There's no need to just like break yourself and, and, and make yourself spread too thin and do everything just because you can, just because technically you're able to. Ask for help. It will make your life so much easier. Um, and I'm saying this as someone who just does everything and doesn't ask for help. <laughs> but the times that I have asked for help has been glorious. And I'm like, why don't I do this more? Oh, because it's uncomfortable and because I'm a people pleaser. That's why. Uh, but... Yeah. Ask for help. Ask for help. And then the last one, I think that we've all seen, I feel like this started like trending on social media, but it is so true. Um, The everyday and the mundane is your life. So quit waiting for the next exciting thing to enjoy. Enjoy your morning coffee. Enjoy your drive to work. These are the things that make up your life. Your life does have like exciting moments like a vacation a wedding a birth a birthday a graduation like these are all fun exciting things but that's only a fraction of your life if you are constantly living your life in anticipation for these exciting things oh I just your life is going to be so miserable honestly I hate to break it to you but that it that's so true I would get teased by people in my life for buying things that were like so particular. Like I have a scrub brush and the scrub brush has to be very particular because it brings me so much joy. Um, I can't have like a certain thing in my home that I don't enjoy. Like say it's a rag or a towel or whatever. It has to be something that I love because it Those are the things that make up your life. And I'm not saying that you have to go and be so intentional with those things. That's just one way that I show that I express this in particular. But the everyday, the mundane, your day to day is your life. What's the saying? It's your days make up your weeks, your weeks make up your month, your month make up your years and your years make up your life. So you better believe that whatever you're doing today is going to determine your life. I know that's so dramatic, but it's true. Um, I've gone through like depressive, depressive phases of my life where like 
I wake up, I get on my phone and I'm on social media and then I watch TV and then I go on social media and I like move from the couch to the bathroom and I don't do anything. And I have to snap myself out of those like moments because it's like, this is going to be your life if you don't stop doing this. And you know, I think what's maybe helpful too is write down like what you want like uh, your life to look like and what are things that you can do today to be more like that dream life that you have in your mind. Because if you look at people and you think, wow, like they've got such a beautiful life. I wish that I had that. You, you can make that happen. You can do it. They're not special. They're not anything. I mean, I believe that we're all special, but you know what I mean? They're not anything special that they can't that you can't have that too they didn't just like wake up one day and have this life be the way that it is if you want your life a certain way you want it to be a certain way you better believe that you can make that happen um this is one of those things that i'm gonna have to come back to and listen to myself talk again because it's so true and i forget it myself like i think that like so recently i've been getting requests to show a morning routine on youtube And I'm so embarrassed because um, my morning routine consists of me sitting on the back porch, which I'm fine with. I love me sitting and getting some sunlight. But I do get on social media. I do. And it's so embarrassing. I don't want to be that girl. I don't want to sit and scroll my morning away. I want to get out of the house. I want to get in nature. I want to go walk barefoot on the beach. I want to go for a run on the trail. Like those are the things that I want to do. And so... Um, almost getting these requests for this morning routine has been kind of like giving me the kick in the ass to like change up my routine. Cause right now I'm in a, like a bad routine when for like a year and a half, I had like a really solid routine. I would wake up, have my coffee and then go to the gym. And there's something about like doing that first thing that gets me in like the groove to be productive. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of having one of those like moments where I'm ready to get back into a better routine because the way that my morning goes right now, I am not happy with it. If this was my whole life doing that, waking up and being on my phone, seeing what other people are doing and how other people are living their life, that's not living. That is not living. That's mindlessly, I don't even know what that's, that's, I just know that it's not living. So, um, yeah, romanticize your life romanticize the little things romanticize making dinner think about the negative the, th- the things that you don't want to do the, the hour drive you have for work how can you make it special how can you make it awesome whether it's listening to a podcast making a playlist of your favorite songs um i, I don't know make the best of all of these mundane things because this is your life right now you are living it right now and I believe we have one life and why are we it's it's just so easy to slip into going through the motions this is my life gotta pay the bills gotta blah 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 paying the bills is one part one part of the life is it stressful yes but the rest is so beautiful. Like when you think about like the hard things, yeah, they are hard and yeah, they carry a lot of weight, but the rest of it carries technically more weight. So let's romanticize the little things, the watering our flowers. I bought this, the cutest little watering can and Ruben was like, Hey, like, why don't you use the hose? It'd probably be a lot easier. You don't have to like go and like keep refilling it. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I love my watering can. It makes watering my flowers so much more fun and whimsical for me. So I'm definitely not a pro. This is something that I need to remember. I need to come back and re-listen to this because I get sucked into like the, you know, everyday mundane being like not fun. But I'm here to remind you to romanticize it because again, the saying about your days, weeks, years, months, it becomes your life. So romanticize your every day because that is what makes up your life. And that, my friends, concludes everything that I had on my list. I feel like I rambled and rambled, but that's that's all right. I hope that this resonates with you. Um, if there's anything that you've learned that you think is like really good nuggets of information that everyone would love, please head over to the um, 
please head over to the Brie and Me podcast Instagram and share those with everyone. I'm really enjoying this community that we're creating over there and creating here. Um, you can even share a little bit of that advice or nugget like what, what do I want to call it? Just like inspirational nuggets that um, you could also share it in the review if you decide to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, and let's interact with each other over on Instagram, on, on the Instagram page. I'm having so much fun with this and this has been such a breath of fresh air for me and I'm so glad that you're also feeling all the same vibes. Um, also, if you if you want me to talk about like a certain topic, feel free to leave a request. You can leave it in the review or you can leave it on the Instagram page um, or send me a DM, whatever you feel most, most comfortable. Um, but yeah, that's everything that, that's everything I learned in my 20s. That's not everything I learned in my 20s, but that's on the list I have for what I learned in my 20s. And technically what I'm learning in my 30s as well, I do not have it all figured out. And I think that I've realized I'm never going to learn. I'm, I'm never going to have it all figured out. Um, that's why I named the podcast. I don't know what I'm doing before. And I just think that none of us really know what we're doing at the end of the day. Like we're all just trying to do our best and figure it out. And um, these are things that I am continuing to learn and remind myself of. And eventually I'll probably do an update to this episode because I'm going to learn more things and remember more things. And yeah. So anyway, thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. It would mean so much and it would really, really support the show. Don't forget my Instagram is at Brianna Me Podcast. And I also have my personal Instagram, which is at Brianna Fox Makeup. I'm really trying to get it just to be at Brianna Fox, but that's for another day. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you guys in next week's episode. Bye.